iHub Radio, reinventing talk radio in the Coachella Valley. Homemade for the rest of us. Live from Palm Springs, the intersection of arts, entertainment, and the desert scene. This is The Culture Corner with Bonnie Gilgallen. And good Saturday afternoon to you. Welcome to The Culture Corner and I have radio. We're all still, we are all in this together. We keep hearing that, but we are in this lockdown, shelter at home, stay at home time we're in trying to all stay healthy and deal with this virus and it's really a time for us all to um, take this time to look inward but also to connect to, to others in every way that you can so only whether that's email phone skype etc so today we're talking to a, a variety of people the first one is my buddy betty king who is a she's like me she's a jack of all trades uh, renaissance woman she wears a lot of hats but one of the things she does really well is promote and support other uh, local performers in town and i wanted to talk to her today for a couple reasons but one to find out what she sees as sort of as the future of that hi betty how are you Oh, I'm uh, I'm great. This hot day, I kind of laugh that it's 103 or 102 out, and I've been experiencing for the last nine weeks my own personal hot summer with these terrible hot flashes from the medication that I've been taking. <laughs> so people are calling me and saying, how can you stand it? It's 103 out. And I go, A, I'm indoors. B, I've been having 103 feeling for the last nine weeks so nothing new here <laughs> nothing new yeah so i wanted did you how are you feeling and did you want to touch on that a little bit because you yeah I, it's I, a, believe me people all i can say to you is <laughs> take the advice of the medical professionals i mean i've had to do it um it's i'm nine weeks now into this and unfortunately, I know he lasts a couple of weeks in your body, but because you don't know if, what your immune system is like. Right. And from what you're hearing, you know, young kids who don't have a problem, are it's affecting. So I, I'm almost saying it can affect anybody. And, you know, I, my husband and I both had it, of course. Um, he has a better immune system. I have various things with anemia and um, low deficiency in vitamin D and this and that. So it left me with pneumonia, which is what I am fighting so much with. But each day, you know, brings something else. But, uh, you know, it's given me a lot of time. I think the the most unusual thing about this time, it's given me a lot of time to reflect and reconnect. Yeah. And what I mean by that is reflecting on what life is really all about mm -hmm. and reconnecting. Uh, I can't begin to tell you the people that I've reconnected with when my kids were babies that have called me. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's really it's really been an an interesting journey. I've been doing a lot of writing. I seem to be that's another hat as an author which um mm -hmm. I didn't know I had it in me. Mhm. Mm but I've decided to pick up uh, my book that I started a while ago and get it finished, but then I've been writing some other things. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's really been an interesting roller coaster ride. If mm -hmm. those of you remember going to Disneyland and it used, used to get the tickets, you know, A through E, yeah. and E were the scariest rides. Well, 
I don't like all the countries to begin with, (laughs) but I feel like this is seriously the e-ticket. Um, because unfortunately this virus, one thing you have no control over is that it leaves you on an emotional roller coaster. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I can't tell you how many days I've gotten dressed, and I said to my husband, just take me for a ride in the car to nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just yeah. so I exactly. feel like I live here, and then I get all ready to go, and I said, then maybe we could go through the Dairy Queen on the way back and get a vanilla cone be a yeah. big thrill for me yeah. and I, I get there and I'm all dressed I put on my makeup which normally takes 20 minutes now it takes two hours but by the time and then I'm ready to go and then all of a sudden I'm in a down mood I, oh, I gotta take a nap and then okay I'm yeah. up for my nap and no nope. yeah. uh, well I am just I know it's been hell but I am just glad that you are still with us and you're fighting and it sounds like you're basically winning, but I wanted to make sure that we get in in the time that we have, because uh, you had some ideas, we were talking about this in our, the message you left, you and your husband had yeah. some ideas about um, yeah, what, the, how to go yeah, forward. Yeah, let me tell you about my passion for entertainment. Um, okay. I've always loved music all my life, and um, it's just a thing that does a lot for my soul and everything else, and you know, I've you know, gotten into producing shows and, uh, you know, just events and a lot of things. And I'm very connected with a lot of the entertainers. And my husband and I, during, we've had a lot of time to talk. He's an attorney. Mm-hmm. And my stepson, who is, because he works with bands. Right. And he, he is so touched by what's happened. First, you were hit with the eb five. New mm-hmm. law from July, and everybody's yeah. panicked. Now you're hit with the pandemic, and I'm going, and you know, we were talking a lot and saying, God, is entertainment gone? You know, and the entertainers, and I see the emails and and the phone calls and the despair, and I and I go, oh my God, this can't happen. So we were talking, and then my creative ways of thinking, and I thought, you know what? There's a concierge association, there's a hotelers association, a restaurant association. There is no local entertainment, entertainers association. Mm -hmm. I even came up with a name, you know, Gig Performers Association, Mm -hmm. uh, GPA. Yeah, I love that. My husband and I designed a logo, and, you know, he said, right now he thinks entertainers are, they don't know which way to look, which end is up sometimes, because... One minute it says that you're exempt from this new EB-5, mm-hmm. and then the next minute there's exclusions. And some people say, because entertainment isn't just for the singer. There's singers, there's dancers, there's bands, there's the sound people, there's, there's all the technical people. Mm-hmm. And so many people aren't covered. So we've been doing a lot of research, and my stepson especially has seems to know forward, backward, and my husband knows some loopholes, so we've kind of been putting something together and hope that we can help make a difference and start an association where um, the entertainers will be able to, free of charge, talk to my husband, mm-hmm. um, and he can invite in between not just his knowledge, but I have a lot of um, contacts and a lot of good friends that are mm-hmm. professional, very high-end performers. And they've really, you know, tell me what they go through. You know, they're with unions and this and that. 
tells the bells you don't want a union. But one thing, for instance, Bonnie, this liability insurance. You know, entertainers are going to have to have it. Well, if you go to buy liability on your own, it's very expensive. Mm -hmm. But there's a way to get, we've looked into it, you know, where you put a group together and liability insurance for several million dollars can only cost you something like $11 a month. That certainly beats uh, $212 a month. So there's there's a lot of advantage and plus... By forming, I think, this association will give performers an opportunity to be heard as a group, mm-hmm. because when you're heard at legislations and everything else as a group as, as opposed to an individual, you're heard in a different manner. Right. And if you have, you know, legal representation and you have, you know, things, and, you know, even we talked about funding. There's a lot of entertainers that really fall on some hard times and some uh, tragedies and things like that. There needs to be a fund for for performers who who need a little extra funding or a little extra help. And then there's also that I bet you're not even aware of that there's, certain kind of policies, and of course, again, if you got them as a group, that when something like this comes up, something mm-hmm. that's not your fault, where something has to be canceled because of, you know, something is beyond your control, mm-hmm. there's also um, policies that would cover you for times like this. Instead of, I hear horror stories with the unemployment. Now, we all know, right, on the 28th of the month, I would say the Coachella Valley is going to have the the wires burning because on the 28th of the month is when gig performers, which is what performers are, Uh independent contractors, gig performers, that's a new category, Mm -hmm. are going to be able to apply for unemployment. Mm -hmm. And this new um, thing that was passed is going to give unemployment to independent performers. Yeah, yeah. So that's going to be um, a big help. Yeah, and I know, of course, everybody, the whole system's like being crashed because there's so, the volume is so high of people who need it, both entertainers and other people who need the unemployment. So it's, yeah. Well, I think that's great. Now, let me ask you, is there, if somebody wanted to help you with this or had some ideas for this or maybe even separately wanted to buy your book, how could they get a hold of you? Is there a website? Is there some way for someone to get a hold of you if yeah, they wanted uh, to Betty, join in and help Betty us? King for- BettyKingProductions.com, and Bonnie, we are putting together a board for this association, and anybody that feels they would have something that they'd like to offer, we've run into a few people that have actually have contacted me and said, quote, I know you have a passion for entertainers, just like you do for charity, but I think you have an extra passion for the entertainment industry, and I said, I do. Mm-hmm. And he said, one person, that's where I kind of got this idea, too. This one fellow has a lot of money, and he doesn't have kids or anything. And he said, can I do something for the entertainers? And I said, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. I said, no, we don't want to be a 501c3. No. But, mm-hmm. yes, there yeah. can be a special fund. And if you'd like to contribute to a fund for entertainers, 
let's let's uh, talk about that, but let's get this set up first. So he he's he's holding that in advance. And I said, furthermore, when my husband does your trust, we can also, you know, <laughs> leave your assets to the association yeah. and give it to the entertainers. That's very nice of you. You have no kids. We'll all yeah. be, you can adopt us all. <laughs> well, that's, cool. and, well, that's um, great that you're getting those, those kind of calls. That's really nice. Yeah. And, cause there's yeah, a lot and of I did have somebody else. I have a dear friend, and you met him, Bonnie, the holiday show Earl, the older gentleman that you know yes. was with Christy King and was part of the act at yes. 98 years old. God bless him. Well, he's turning 99 tomorrow. So what I did was I called all my performers and I said, look, I want to do a virtual concert for him because he can't get out. Mm-hmm. And God bless all of you, including you, Bonnie. Everybody has sent me a video and birthday wishes for him, which I have put together. That's great. And, um, yeah, and the Desert Sun's going to, you know, follow this. And so there's going to be a lot of people who participated are going to have their name mentioned here and there. And then all of a sudden, you know, and I, I did this out of the goodness of my heart. I, there's no, I don't charge for that. But his wife called me up and said, I would like to do something. So yeah. she's uh, actually going to be doing something special for all the entertainers that. Uh, oh, well, that's great. And I know, I know none of us needed that or expected that. We all just wanted to do it to do something sweet for someone who's turning 99. But that's, that's really nice. Well, Betty, I continued uh, good health prayers and energy to you take care of yourself but I'm you know I wanted to I wanted to talk a little bit about that today to give some people some hope that there is hope I mean this is a terrible disease a terrible virus you don't want to get it but also there are people who have battled through and are coming out the other side and um also just be patient all I can tell you is you've got to have patience and you know something the clothes the booze the dancing will all be there my question to you is will you Will you be? Absolutely. And that's so important. That's so bad. And also, just thank you to you. It's a good time to say it. For I know you've worked really hard. Local talk that's moving the needle. Art exhibitions to modernism. Music festivals to live theater. If it's happening in the Coachella Valley, it's on the Culture Corner with Bonnie G. Now we're going to be joined on the phone by uh, my buddy Jerome Elliott, who's a wonderful uh, performer, actor, singer, director on his own, but he also is the artistic director of uh, Desert Ensemble Theatre Company. And I wanted to talk to him about what he kind of sees as the future of smaller live theaters in the Valley dealing with all this. Hey, Jerome, how are you? I'm fine, Bonnie. How are you? Good. How are you doing with the stay-at-home thing? I know you put pictures of Sherman on Facebook from time to time. Are you doing yes, okay? Uh, I put pictures of Sherman, my wonderful cat, on Facebook all the time, and he's got a big fan following. And, you know, I've worked at home for uh, more than 22 years, so this isn't exactly new territory for me. The only difference is now I can't escape when I want to. So, right, um, right. So we tell were- me... Tell me about how, you know, the, the, I know it was, I remember when this happened, you know, one by one, the, the theaters kind of said, well, yeah, we better cancel the show and let's wait till next season. And just because as things got more and more serious, everybody finally got to the point where we've got to shut right. down. So how do you, how do you see, how do you prepare this summer and during this time? And hopefully we'll be back somewhat in the fall. How do you prepare for that as somebody who's running a small theater? And what do you see as the future for theater in the Valley? 
Well, it's funny. I'm just writing a, a, a response to a reporter who asked pretty much the same questions. Um, first of all, we had to close our show um, the day before opening night. How to Survive an Apocalypse was ready to open. The actors were ready. They were so good. And um, because of the timing on March 12th when Broadway closed and Desert Theaters followed on March yeah. 13th, we just yeah. shut down our season. And that's unfortunate that, yeah. uh, you know, we lost, we lost money on that. Um, but we're looking forward to uh, next season. Uh, some people donated their tickets back to us. Others are holding on to them as a credit for next season. Very mm -hmm. few people asked for refunds. We were really quite um, gratified to know that people believed in us and believed that we're going to be back next season. Yeah. So we are right now um, doing our season planning but we can't really do anything, say anything definite until, um, you know, the restrictions are lifted so we know what we're dealing with. Mm -hmm. uh, we have to neg negotiate dates with the Palm Springs Women's Club for the use of the Promise Manus Theater. Our set is still in the Promise Manus Theater because we haven't been able to get there in there wow. and take it down. Mm -hmm. but we are planning, off, if, if all things go well and... Um, Things come back in full. Then we're planning a full season. It will be our 10th anniversary. We mm -hmm. will have our usual season annual musical gala in the fall, right. followed by three plays uh, sometime between January and April. Uh, mm -hmm. The only things that could change is we may still in the fall have social distancing guidelines that right. are in effect. And we may have to reconfigure our theater, uh, the capacity of how many people we can let in, things mm -hmm. like that. Um, but right now we're all hoping and uh, planning for a much brighter future. Mm -hmm. right, so are you going to, um, is uh, How to Survive an Apocalypse, that's gonna, is that going to be part of next season? We have talked about it. I can't make a definitive uh, announcement about it, but certainly uh, the actors really want to do it. The actor and director, Keith Cornell, who did a, an amazing job. I was enjoying the rehearsal process so much, and they were so ready to open. So yeah. um, if, the if the timing works out and everyone's available and wants to do it, we do hope to include that as part of our 10th season. Mm -hmm. Do you see one of the, you know, I keep talking to people about silver linings and all of this, because obviously it's, this is a very, it's a devastating thing that the world is dealing with and the, our country also, but I just try to keep looking for silver linings. And I'm wondering if you think that maybe one thing that might come out of this for the theater community in the desert is perhaps and even I mean I think the theater committee is fairly supportive of each other and the each of the theaters. But I'm wondering if you, if you think it's going to strengthen that feeling of camaraderie and how we each theater helps it, the other to stay stay viable. Do you think that's going to happen? Oh, I definitely it is happening. I mean we have um, we have sort of a volley of emails and phone calls uh, and texts going between different artistic directors checking in to see what the impact was on them, how they're planning for uh, next season with all these unknown variables. So that's already started, and uh, it's a good thing. Of course, you know, we share a space with Desert Performs, Michael right. Shaw, uh, company. So we have always had a very uh, close and symbiotic relationship with him because we, we have to both figure out how to use this space right. and uh, not get in each other's way and both produce right. whole seasons. Um, so that is growing, though. Um, 
there's a network of us uh, in place discussing all that. And I'm wondering, um, I'm wondering, I heard somebody say, oh, I think it's Bruce Fessier, I had Bruce Fessier on last week, say he was, he thinks the smaller theaters are probably going to do fine, but he's really concerned about some of the bigger ones, like the McCallum, um, CV Rep, when you have these huge theaters, um, um, I'm wondering if, you know, if they're going to have to rent out space, you know, I'm wondering how they're going to do with all this. Yeah, it's, it's, I have no idea. I mean, we know how to produce small if we need to, because yeah. we've always been a, yeah. um, had minimal production values and big ideas. Yeah. Well, Jerome Elliott, thank you so much for joining me. Stay safe. Give Sherman a hug, your partner also. I'm looking forward to when all this is over and we can all get back out there and have a drink together. Okay? Me too, Bonnie. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. Stay safe. We'll be back on the Culture Corner in just a bit. Local talk that's moving the needle. Art exhibitions to modernism, music festivals to live theater. If it's happening in the Coachella Valley, it's on the Culture Corner with Bonnie G. We are back on the Culture Corner on iHub Radio. I just want to take a quick second to shout out and say happy birthday, Earl. Uh, Betty King, uh, this gentleman who's turning 99 today, and we did a, we all sent in some videos for a virtual concert. Uh, she said, please uh, mention Earl's birthday and get, give him a shout out. So happy birthday, Earl. We wish you all the best on your 99th. All right, we are joined now by Michael Myers, my buddy who uh, um, does, is a professional um hypnotherapist meditation kind of guy and I've worked with him professionally as well as being his friend and I wanted to have him on today to talk a little bit about what he does and how it might help in tough times like these. Hey Michael, how are you doing? Hey Bonnie G, I'm doing great. How about you? Good, I'm hanging in there. So um, first of all, for, for people who don't know, tell, tell people a little bit about what you do, what your, your business is. Okay, well basically I am a certified a professional hypnotherapist. And I see people uh, usually, well, again, uh, prior to COVID-19 here in the office mm-hmm. um, and online, and I also do meditation. Now, I've been a meditator myself for 45 years, and I must say that, to me, sets me apart from everybody else. So I also do that online and here in the office. Okay. So, and, 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 go ahead. Well, I want to say a shout out to Merle too. So happy birthday to Merle. If you made it to 99, I think that's a, a fabulous uh, accomplishment. Good for yeah, you. Yeah, Earl, Earl, yeah, 99. That's, that's a pretty Earl. long life. So let's talk about, let's separate the things first of all. So meditation, which I love, and I'm, I'm a you know big fan of that. I do it not every day and for sh- very short periods of time. I like to do it more. Tell me about your for people who have never meditated before, how? Because I think some people are, are are intimidated by the whole concept of it, and some people think you've. And I remember I thought this in the beginning. Well, you have to empty your mind. You have to have nothing in your head, and I could never do that. And I was like, wait a minute. But then I got right. to the point where pe- people were saying, and I listened to um, Helen, excuse me, Louise Hay tapes, and it's about quieting your mind. It's not necessarily about getting everything out of there. So tell for people who've never meditated, give them sort of a the uh, you know. 
meditation for dummies kind of quick quick course if they've never done it before how should they approach it okay so the idea is focus you can focus and you have choice to focus anywhere you want to focus so the way i request that my clients do it is to focus on a suggestion a suggestion that they have already uh, produced a subconscious focus. Very, very simple, but again, the reason why I do it that way is because the subconscious must do what it's told, and it knows how to do what it's told. So when you tell the subconscious that you're going deeper, 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 mm-hmm. down, 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 and Hopefully none of my clients are listening because if they hear me say that, <laughs> they're going to go right into that, it. <laughs> that, that, that would not be good because I've got them conditioned mm-hmm. to follow those suggestions. Mm-hmm. And so where do they go? Where, where does the person go when they meditate? They go into a place that's within themselves, that's mm-hmm. beautiful, that's peaceful, that's, that's, Everything that they want is there within, and I basically focus all of their attention there. So the instruction is, yes, you're going to have thoughts. Yes, you're going to hear noise. Yes, there will be sounds, but you have choice. So when that occurs, I want you to do your best California whatever and turn away from it and focus on deeper. Mm. Okay. And you and you still do you do group sessions, group group classes or sessions with meditation, right? Tell us about that. Yes. Okay. So especially with COVID nineteen, I felt that there was just too much, too much panic, too much fear, too much focus on the outside, and so I decided that. I know what to do, so let me do that. And so I, I have the meditation uh, every day. Well, I was doing it every day. Now, I've, anyways, from uh, Monday through Friday, and I've kind of changed it up a bit because all of a sudden people are calling me and they want, they want to work with me. Mm-hmm. And, and so I have gotten a little bit busy, but normally speaking, I was doing it um, – uh, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, twelve mm-hmm. to one. Okay, and tell me, and tell people how it works if they if they were thinking about joining in. So if they if they were interested in doing it, they would have to basically reach out to me the day before the meditation that they wanted to participate, and they would basically download Zoom the Zoom app for their iPad, mm-hmm. their laptop, or their mm-hmm. phone. And I would then give them the code for the right. for the uh, room, right. and then we would have a a conversation as far as what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. They would then know exactly what they're going to do and how to do it. That is the issue with people with meditation. They mm-hmm. assume that they should just know how to meditate. Right. Well, unfortunately, we're not wired that way. We mm-hmm. have to have some basic instructions that's all yeah yeah and so how long do those usually last those group group sessions the group sessions um 
again, we we closed the room within uh, a few minutes after 12, mm-hmm. and then we start maybe, depending on if there are questions and what the questions are, uh, we'll start maybe um, 10 minutes after the, the hour. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll be in meditation. They'll guide them and deepen them for about five minutes. Mm-hmm. Then we are in silent meditation for 20 minutes. Mm. Then as I bring them out, I'm giving them beautiful, delicious, infinite, uh, universal post-hypnotic suggestions mm-hmm. that everybody can benefit from. Yeah. And so we're usually done about uh, 12.45. Mm-hmm. And what kind and of, then, I'm curious, what kind, and I've done a, a couple of these way back when, and I really enjoyed them. What kind of, what kind of feedback do you get, especially for people who do it for the first time? Are they surprised? Is it what they thought it would be? What kind of feedback do you usually get? The feedback is usual surprise and awe to some degree. Like, it was easier than I thought. It was more delightful than I thought. I didn't realize that that, experience was there waiting for me inside for me to discover it and they were you know pleased that they that they gave themselves the experience to flip their attention around from outside and focus it on the inside mm-hmm. you know, I've heard it said by a, a local person go within or go without and oh, that's that's interesting yeah uh-huh. I, love I can't that. claim I can't claim uh authorship of that. That was Dr. Uh Tom Costa from okay. the Religious Science Church in Palm Desert. Okay, great. Now a question for you. Have you found I mean, if somebody if somebody really in their mind is very strong resistance and doesn't believe in this, doesn't think it works, it's not gonna work for them, they're um if somebody's resistance is up really strong, um you can't. I mean, you, if you can't, you can't really get past that, can you? If their resistance is really strong, well, this isn't going to work, and I don't believe in it. Well, it's interesting in meditation. Um, if they really want to prove that as their belief, that that's what they believe, then they um, will. I, I have, yeah, I have no power. Nobody has yeah. power over another. But there are some times that they speak that they. Uh, you know, they uh, sometimes the person in the class that that complains the most is the person that will just go immediately down and out. Mm. And it's really amazing sometimes. I mean, I've had people that would just say, well, I'm just afraid. I just don't know. I, I don't think I can do this. And bam, the woman would be like head buried into chest and, yeah. and gone. <laughs> Now, I, and I remember asking you this question a long time ago. Um, what about people? I've occasionally heard people sort of express the fear that they're never going to come back, or they're going to go into some weird la la land, their mind, and never come back to normal. Do you, have you ever had anybody express that to you? Well, again, that is an an uh, uninformed uh, mm-hmm. when they have the understanding that. If you were to go into a deep state, then you would just go into sleep 
and and come out. So right. when I tell people in, in this current online uh, situation where we're doing Zoom sessions, which I'm very familiar with, I tell them that look, in case our our connection should be severed or lost, then then you will just come out one way or the other, whether it's coming out rather immediately when you realize that we lost the connection, or you will come out when you awaken from whatever sleep that you might have fallen into, and and you'll be just fine. And then you will, we will reestablish the connection and continue our session. And so, how, it, it, during uh, obviously we're in a, an extraordinarily stressful time right now in the world. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you said you're busy. So I'm I'm guessing more and more people uh, m- might be turning inward into meditation, even hypnotherapy, and all because they're 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 not sure what else to do. They're 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 sort of at their wits' end and thinking, well, I might as well try this. I mean, are you finding that kind of mindset from people? Well, again, it's like they're not necessarily finding um, solace, peace, or satisfaction by turning outside. Mm-hmm. So then at last resort, they say, hmm, I wonder what it would be like to, to turn within. And maybe, you know, as they say, as within, so without, as above, right, right. so below. Maybe mm-hmm. there's truth in some of those old statements. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm wondering, I've never asked you this question before. In your work, I mean, you've always been a meditator, I know, but in your work as a professional and facilitating these kinds of sessions, um, has that, I would think that, has that made you personally even more um, peaceful and, and going in more? And how has that affected you personally as a professional? Well, I would say that, yes, um, absolutely. Absolutely, because, for example, in the hypnotic state, and uh, we are taught that we have to go there first. Mm-hmm. We go there first to, to bring, to guide our client into the state that we want them to go into. And, right. and I would say that I like to, to use my 45 years and give that to them, too. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So, Michael, if somebody wanted to, let's say, take part next week in one of your group sessions or just get a hold of you personally for a one-on-one, how would they How would they contact you? Okay. Uh, they can call me 760-408-3000, text me or call. They could go and email me at uh, Michael D. Myers, M-Y-E-R-S-1 at Yahoo. Okay, well, I can attest, Michael helped me a lot back several years ago. I had a health issue, a detached retina, and he helped me so much in my recovery. So I would say, reach out to Michael. This is a stressful time, and this could be just the answer. Thank you, Michael, for all the work you do, and thank you for being here today. And stay safe, okay? Thank you, Bonnie G. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, take care. We'll be back with more on The Culture Corner in just a minute. Local talk that's moving the needle. Art exhibitions to modernism, music festivals to live theater. If it's happening in the Coachella Valley, it's on the Culture Corner with Bonnie G. 
And we are back on the Culture Corner on iHub Radio. And now we're going to chat for going to chat for a bit with Brian, my board up, who I love. He does such a great job and also has his own movie show on Saturdays uh, from 11 to noon. So I want to chat a little bit about this um, special program that they had on a few days back called One World Together at Home, which I thought was great to benefit the World Health Organization. And um, uh, I thought on the whole, it was well done. Uh, of course, the hosts were Jimmy Kimmel. By the way, thanks, Brian, for chatting with me. <laughs> You're very welcome. I love chatting on your show. You always, I, I honestly love your show uh, the most of all the shows that are on this station oh you're just saying that <laughs> no okay, I i'll write I you a check later no i'm just kidding so um so jimmy it was jimmy kimmel jimmy fallon and stephen colbert were the host which i thought and they did a great job and apparently lady gaga was her idea to put this whole thing together so that was pretty impressive and i guess um they raised i think even before this or in the midst of it already like 50 million dollars or something for the world health organization who which of course needs the money since um our government has decided to cut their funding apparently so we're not going to try not to get political here but um so i just kind of made some notes on some of the different uh, performers in the show and lady gaga of course kind of kicked it off with smile and i thought she did a pretty good job on that and by the way that several times during the show they gave this uh website act act.me me to help if you go to that i guess www.act.me there are ways that you can help if you want to volunteer and make masks or whatever it is to try to help this effort or even just donate to World Health Organization. So did you see the Lady Gaga smile um, performance? Yes, I actually really like her performance. And I think of all of them, I think she probably, probably I would say gave either the best one or one of the best performances of the Mm -hmm. bunch. Okay. I also really liked Stevie Wonder doing Lean on Me, his tribute to Bill Weathers. Of course, I loved Bill Weathers and loved that song. And I thought he did a really nice job. Um, And there were a couple other nice segments that weren't musical. For instance, Robin Roberts did this one little segment on teachers online, having teachers are having to teach online. And they had uh, several shots and has one shot of teachers driving through a neighborhood and waving and honking their horns. And the kids were just standing out in front of their houses with their parents because they missed their teachers. A little, you know, a little first second third graders saying hi to their teachers which i thought was really nice oh, yeah. um some other performances that stu- i thought lizzo was great a oh, change is gonna come did good. you see that she was really good i actually really liked her performance and yeah. she's always proven to be a very talented woman but i think that what i like about the stripped down versions of their at-home performances is that you really get to appreciate how vocally talented some of these artists are like mm-hmm. lizzo yeah. And I and I you know I I know the name. I am not that familiar with her work in general. Uh, I guess I'm I'm just getting old. I'm you know some of these performers I'm not as familiar cuz I'm getting older. But I thought she was fabulous. I really was impressed with that. Um Paul McCartney doing Lady Gaga. Of course, you know, of course we all love Paul McCartney. Who doesn't? He's getting a little older and probably wasn't the best vocal performance he's ever done. But one thing that uh, Eric, my sweetie, pointed out to me is that piano that he was playing on, because he was on 60 Minutes and said this, that piano that he was playing that song on was the piano they used in the original recording of Lady Madonna, Oh, I which I think is that. very cool. That's actually yeah. really neat. Yeah, uh. yeah. So that was a really fun thing about that. I thought John Legend, John Legend was great. Stand by me. And I forget the gentleman he did a duet with, and I can't remember the other guy's name. Sam Uh, Smith. I'm sorry? Sam Sam. Smith. Okay, Sam Smith, yeah. I thought that was very good. Really well done. I also like Uh, Casey Musgrave's performance of Rainbow. 
Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty. I, you know, I wanted, and I'm, you know, I don't know that her that much about her either. I know her name. I wanted to hear just a little more vocal power from her, but it was nice. It was nice. It was uh, nice. That's understandable. Uh, uh, let's see. Who else did I really like? Um, you know, I actually see. like Elton John. Yeah, that was not. Yeah, I'm still standing. That was nice. That was well done. Um, I wasn't. Uh, let's see. Oh, and I don't wasn't familiar with this guy. Maluma is that his name? The the uh, um the one who performed Carnival. Carnival, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that was that's his name, Maluma. He was pretty Maluma. good. I actually liked him. Yeah, I like that. I like that. It was very catchy. Um, and, and this gentleman, Billy Joe Armstrong. I'm again, I'm not that familiar with him, but I thought the title of his song "Wake Me Up When September Ends" was really appropriate because who knows how long this is going to last you know i'll tell you there are a couple people i was not that impressed i i'm sorry i'm just not a big taylor swift fan i just think she's overrated and i just was not that impressed with her singing i just wasn't did you see her i saw her and honestly i feel like she's one of those artists where she's really good at some songs and really not that great. I don't think she's ever outright terrible. I just think that she isn't remarkable in a lot of music. I think she yeah. doesn't put in enough flair in some yeah. of her performances. Yeah, it was just really kind of boring. And yeah, again, I wanted to hear more vocal power. A um, couple other things: the the non-musical, for the little uh, segment with the first former first ladies, Laura Bush and um, Michelle Obama. That was great. And just to be just political for one moment, where's Melania? Where, why, where is she? What's she doing about this? But I'm going to shut up about that. Um, okay. And I thought the end, the prayer at the end was good, except that, I mean, of course, Celine Dion is fabulous and uh, Bocelli is fabulous and Long Long, the piano player. And Lady Gaga, but I didn't, I love John Legend, but I didn't think John Legend needed to be in that thing at the end because he was kind of extraneous. Oh, you know? yeah. He really does. He's, he's kind of noteworthy in that he kind of do, overdoes it when he's in like, um, group uh, group sessions and all that i don't know i always noticed that when john legend has a song if he's performing it live or with people he tends to kind of you know he he, he gets to a point and then you're kind of like oh can can you stop <laughs> that was yeah a good I, I just didn't and he's great his great his his the stand by me was great but at the end of the prayer like why is he in that because it just didn't they didn't need him in that and as much as i like him i thought he was they plugged him in where he didn't need to be. Now, uh, Chris, the Chris Martin thing I thought was nice. Um, what else? Uh, I, and again, I am not a huge, I'm not a huge J Lo fan. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but here's the thing: I watched that because I watched it twice. I watched the first one it was on, and then I rewatched the re replay today. She was lip syncing. I think she was lip syncing. It did not look like that was live. I watched her breathing. I, I watched watch her mouth. Again. I watched the microphone. I don't think that was live. I think she was lip syncing. And for, to me, I thought the whole one of the points of this was to have this sort of down home, relaxed live feel. And I think she was lip syncing. So I didn't, you know. Especially you know. since she's just at home. No, and if she yeah, do, and if she not, doesn't sound great, no one's gonna blame her for it. So exactly. I think that if you lip sync during something like this, it takes a takes you out of it. Exactly. So I, you know, and I'm not a huge JLo fan. I'm sorry. I oh, just think did you see Jennifer Hudson? <gasps> I, somehow I missed her. What did she do? Well, how did I miss her? She oh did God. Hallelujah, and she also did 
memory from the Andrew Lloyd Webber musical Cats? Oh, I don't know how I missed it. Oh my God, I love Jennifer Hudson. I mean, she how could she do anything wrong? I mean, now she's somebody who, Jennifer Hudson, I love her for three reasons. Number one, she's, she has a hell of a voice. She's got pipes. She has some major pipes. Number two, she always puts soul into it. She's feeling it. You can tell she's feeling it. She's putting something into it. And number three, talk about going through tragedy in her life. I mean, my God, her sister's ex-boyfriend killed her mother, her brother, and her, uh, who else? Three of them. Her, her sister's ex-boyfriend killed, came to the house and killed three of her family members. And oh, she God. survived that. I mean, my God, I don't know how you get past something like that. All right. Are we almost out of time, Mr. Brian? Yes, we are. We're about okay. to head out in... 13. All right. Well, thank you so much again for your hard work. Thank you to my guest, Betty King, Jerome Elliott, Michael Myers. Happy birthday, Earl. And please, everybody, please stay safe, 